business. Thanks for coming out tonight. I wrote me a manual, a step-by-step booklet for you to get. Now I make money moves. What up, what up, what up, guys? Welcome back to the Fitness Times Business Podcast, the show created to provide you with the practical and strategic advice to help you level up in fitness, business, your career, your relationships, and your life. My name is Joseph Medsell. I am your host. A little bit of background for you guys, a little bit of uh, uh, history, podcast history. We started this podcast uh, back in... 2000, halfway through, halfway through 2018, back then it was originally called the Massive Joe Show. And uh, I made a little promise back then when we first started the podcast, it was always planned to be fortnightly episodes, one episode every two weeks. And that was kind of our, our, our commitment with, a, as you guys know, a splice of fitness and business advice, uh, practical and strategic to help you level up. And I said back then, I said, you know what? We're starting from ground zero, no downloads, no subscribers, literally from the bottom. And I said, you know what? If we are able to provide enough value and create a show that provides enough value that at some point in time, we would reach the million download mark, then I would commit to doing weekly episodes. And I mentioned uh, in the last episode of 2021, uh, Leah and I mentioned that we had reached that million download mark uh, in December of 2021. And so I'm a man of my word. And uh, so now we are going to be transitioning from fortnightly episodes to weekly episodes. Your usual long form uh, interview style, co-host with Leah style shows are going to continue to run on a fortnightly basis. And then every other week, you're going to get these sorts of episodes. And these sorts of episodes are going to be a segment called Your Four. And what they're going to be are four questions that you guys submit that uh, are going to be answered by myself and uh, my new co-host in this Your Four um, segment of the Fitness Times Business Podcast. Caleb, I'll introduce you in a second. Um, And the basis for this, I guess, guys, is one of the most valuable things that I do on another social media platform on Instagram in particular are my weekend Q&As. Those of you who follow me on Instagram at Joseph Mansell, you would know that every weekend I do a weekend Q&A. It's an open Q&A. You can ask me anything and I get really good questions. And, uh, you know, I try and provide as much value through the answers as I possibly can. And I always see so many of you who follow me on Instagram get so much value from that weekend Q&A. So I was like, well, you know, sometimes I get questions there that the written format of the Instagram Q&A doesn't really allow me to elaborate and allow me to provide as much value as I know I could in a longer form format like a podcast. So I thought, you know what, we're going to bring elements of that Q&A into this podcast. We're going to call these episodes your four. I'm going to be joined in these episodes every fortnight by Caleb. Caleb, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let me give you a proper introduction now. I feel like we're doing all this yeah. background <laughs> info, but I, I feel like we need to set the set the uh, the scene, set the tone for the listeners and the viewers. So Caleb, uh, I mean, officially, you're our written content manager um, in the Massive Joe's business. So for those of you who subscribe to the Massive Joe's email uh, uh newsletter, for lack of a better term, for those of you who uh, see a bunch of our content online, product descriptions, uh, if you've used the Protein Buyer's Guide, the Pre-Workout Buyer's Guide, all of these things run through Caleb. 
So yeah. Caleb, <laughs> when it comes to written content through the Massive Joe side of the business, Caleb is your man. Uh, and Caleb has some podcast experience as well. Am yes. I right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Tell yeah. the viewers a little bit about that. Oh, I used to well, run my own podcast. I call it the Tell It How It Is podcast. But I, um, I did actually close that one off and start a new and exciting chapter as well. Um, and I've been on just a couple of other people's podcasts, just personal development, development podcasts as well, just kind of sharing my story and experience with them through it and how I've, you know, necessarily started from the bottom and working my way up to the top. That's it, man. Yeah. That's it. We're on that journey. So Caleb uh, is going to be picking the questions every fortnight, four questions. Uh, some of them are going to be fitness related. Some of them are going to be business related. I have a hunch that most of them are probably going to be personal development related, which I'm all about. Uh, and uh, he's going to pick four of the best questions. You're going to read out the questions. I'm going to do my best to answer the questions. We're going to have some backwards and forwards. And, you know, the goal with uh, with this sub-segment, your four in the Fitness Times Business podcast is to be able to provide, once again, as much practical and strategic advice as we possibly can for you guys. So, Without further ado, question number one. Let's dive in. All right. First question. How do you shut off from from business when you get home? I um, have uh, a couple of things that I do in, in, in this regard. And this is, uh, I mean, for so many years, I uh, used to bring business home with me. Um, you know, I think you kind of get to a point where you do that frequently enough and you understand that the the third space uh you know all of us have first spaces second spaces and third spaces and for a lot of us our, our second or third space is our home environment uh, is super important to have that in independent of your work environment and independent of you know the other spaces in your life because it allows you to recharge it allows you to uh, reset. It allows you to, especially in the home environment, spend time with your loved ones, uh, which is hugely beneficial for all other areas of your life. So I have a couple of things that I do in this regard, Caleb. The first thing that I do is before I leave the office every day, I close out that day, right? So I go, you know what? End of the day, um, I have a look at the task list that I set from the the start of the day, my accountability calendar. What did I get done? What didn't I get done? A little bit of, uh, I guess, a, a little summary of that particular day. And then as part of closing out that day, I'll actually set up my next day so I know what tomorrow is going to look like. So I'll go through my accountability calendar. I'll set that up. I know, you know, what didn't I get done today that I should have what, did, what needs to roll over into tomorrow. So I close out the day that is, and I plan the day that's going to be tomorrow. Then the other thing I do is my, so my drive home from uh, Massive Joe's headquarters to, to my house is, depending on traffic, 15 to 25 minutes. And I use that drive home to, to decompress. So I'll use that drive home to, you know, if I need to give some more thought to what happened during the day, that's where I'll do that thinking. Um, you know, that's my, it, it really my alone time, uh, to really kind of decompress and, and get myself in a space where as soon as I walk through the door at home, I'm a hundred percent in and as present as I can possibly be with Amy, my wife in our home environment with Ella, our little puppy, uh, you know, and I'm a hundred percent present in, in, in that environment. My mind is still not thinking about business or thinking about work. Uh, another thing that Amy and I do is um, 
we often will talk about our days. So, you know, as soon as we come home, you know, hey, babe, how was your day? What'd you get up to today? So we'll, you know, that's almost a way for us to continue to decompress because we're able to talk about what happened during the day, good things, bad things, and kind of get that, you know, out of our minds and, and, and into the universe so that, you know, it doesn't continue to just flow through and continue to fold over in our minds as different thoughts. And then we have a little rule where we have no phones after 8 p.m. Okay. Which is yeah, a big yeah. one. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's a big one, yeah. right? Because you just, all those notifications and whatnot, whether they're business or not, it doesn't matter. No phones after 8 p.m. So that's, I guess, my uh, procedure to shut business, I guess, shut, shut off from business when I get home. I will say a couple of other things though. Sometimes it's really difficult. Like, you know, it's all good. It's all well and good to have this as you know, an ideal situation or an ideal procedure operating principle. But sometimes, you know, some shit will happen at work that just plays over in your mind, just miles over in your mind. You know, perhaps you had a disagreement with one of your work colleagues. Perhaps you, um, you know, dropped the ball and your, your boss um, held you accountable to it and that's not feeling so good. Perhaps you had a fucking amazing day and you just crushed it and you just walked through the door at home and you want to give fucking high fives to everyone <laughs> and you're like, you know, and you're just in that moment. You know, whatever the situation is, if you find yourself in one of those positions where it's just really difficult to be present with, with your family in the home environment, a really good technique is journaling is actually, you know, take some notes, whether it's in, in, you know, on an electronic device, device in your phone, whether it's written notes, get the thoughts out of your head, get them onto paper or onto an electronic device. And a lot of times that will help dissipate the thoughts and allow you to switch off from work or business and allow you to switch on to being present with your, with your family. And I think in that regard, you know, the last thing I'll say here is, it's about managing the thoughts around business and the thoughts around work. It's not about, you know, getting to a point where you can completely switch off because, you know, one thing that I know all of the, the, the thoroughbred entrepreneur business owners will resonate with, you guys know what I'm talking about when I say, like, you never switch off. You never completely, you know, absent of thought about your business or absent of thought about your work. They're going, the thoughts are going to come, they're going to go. They're going to come, they're going to go. You can't stop the thoughts from coming in. It's about managing them and making sure that they don't uh, have a negative effect on your presence in the space that is your home environment. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think just for, for the viewers, uh, uh, you know, listening as well, um, what does like that journaling look like for you? You know, can you give an example where you've done that yourself? Yeah, hundred percent. In in that regard, it's literally just taking my thoughts and writing them down. You know, so if I had uh, one thing that immediately comes to mind is we had a situation in, I think it was the the start of last year. Actually, I was going to say the middle of twenty twenty one, but I think it was the start of twenty twenty one. We had an issue with um, one of our retail stores. And, um, you know, in terms of the, it was one of the retail stores that we closed in terms of the wrapping up of that retail store. And we, as a, as an entire team, we just missed something that was really important. And I was beating myself up about it because I automatically go into accountability mode. I'm like, fuck, how the fuck did I miss that? Like how, you know, how, how did I let that one slide through? 
Um, how did I not pick up on that? And I was really beating myself up about it. And that was something that I just couldn't, you know, I took it home with me. I couldn't get out of my mind. I went home, I spoke to Amy about it and then it just played and played and played like a fucking on replay in my mind. And so in that situation, I got out my written journal and actually just took some notes, you know? So I just, I, all I did was write down what I was thinking about, you know, this, this has happened. I really disappointed in myself. How did I let this happen? How did this slip through the cracks? How can I make sure it doesn't happen again? And what the fuck am I going to do about it moving forward? And just that process of writing it down just gives so much clarity to my thought process and it actually allows the thoughts to dissipate so that then I can be present in, in the home environment. And I know, you know what? I can come back to that tomorrow, right? It's there in writing. I don't need to keep mulling over it. It's there. It's out of my head. It's on paper. And I can deal with it when I need to deal with it. Yeah, no, that's 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 good. That's a good example. Um, I've got a few other things myself that I use to actually shut off from business. Um, it, I'd say it's very similar to, to the things that you've mentioned. Um, I think for like this year in particular, I've set a lot of goals, not just around like business goals, but more intentional goals to actually get myself out of that business mindset when I come home. Um, so maybe more just goals with actually, you know, this time I want to spend certain amount of time with my family per week. Sure. And so I'll do something like that. Um, as, as well as I will do a little bit of like personal journaling as well, reflecting on my day and just writing down, you know, how did certain things make me feel? Um, when it comes to setting tasks and everything through the day, I'll set my task, I'll pick my priorities and I'll, I'll look at the, by the end of the day, what haven't I not achieved? What do I need to focus on? So very similar to what you do as well. I think it's just a matter of just being very intentional about things that aren't business related, having those particular goals in life. You know, a lot of people always, they'll set goals and it's always, you know, I want to get make this much money, mm. but we sometimes miss the mark on maybe I want to just spend more time with my loved ones, with my family and things like that. So that's really what I've been focusing on personally this year is just, you know, I want to make sure that our family sits down for dinner once a week mm. and we just kind of have a conversation and discuss each other. I want to make sure that I'm reaching out to somebody new, somebody that's kind of strange to me and just having those kind of things. Um, but I just want to make sure that I'm still having fun. You know what I mean? And, and a lot of people kind of almost demonize having fun in a way, you know, they kind of like, um, you know, if I'm having fun, then I'm not, I'm not focusing on business. Yeah. And, and I be in work mode all yeah, the time. I want to be in work career mode, mode all the time. All the time. Yeah. And I think, you know, you need to be intentional with your fun. You kind of need to set a goal. You need to still be like, you know, maybe watch a movie, but then cut it off at that one movie. So if you still want to focus on something like reading books and personal development, you can still do that as well. You know, maybe for me, you know, I love playing guitar. So, you know, maybe it's practice guitar for 30 minutes, but be, be, but be, be you know, real, be accountable, keep yourself accountable, play for just 30 minutes, then get back into something else that might be helping you develop in like, for me as well, it's trying to read books. So, you know, I want to read 12 books this year. But, you know, I still want to have fun. I still want to switch off from that business mindset. And so that's how I've gone about it. Yeah, I think so much of it, you know, has to do with, there's this, there's this um, uh, quote that I really like from an author. His name is Brendan Burkhardt. And he, one of the books that he's written is High Performance Habits. Um, one of my favorite books in t when it comes to improving productivity. And one of the things that I took out of that book was his little quote where he says, release tension, set intention. And what it's about is, you know, once you've left a particular place or once you've finished a particular task, 
release the tension that was associated with that place or that task, set the intention for where you are or who you're with or what you're doing moving forward. And that's the, that's almost like the circuit breaker. And, you know, I think so much of it has to do with, you know, being, being intentional with your presence. You know, what are you doing? Who are you doing it with? Where are you? And making sure that you don't have thoughts that kind of come in that disrupt that releasing of tension, setting of intention. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Next question. Next question. All right. Take the easy road or make the hard decision that may negatively impact your dependence. Yeah, look, uh, interesting question for me because I don't have children and I'm assuming, you know, without more context around this question, I'm assuming that uh, your dependence is probably children, perhaps spouse. Uh, you know, I have a spouse, but uh, not particularly dependent on me. <laughs> it's one of the reasons why I love her. Uh, but I don't have children. So in that regard, it's kind of difficult for me to give personal experience in that context. That being said, I do have a lot of people whose livelihood is dependent on me. You know, I have a lot of staff. I have a lot of employees. We've got um, affiliates. We've got athletes. You know, there's, there's a lot of uh, dependence in that regard. So, you know, keeping that in mind, I guess I can kind of talk from, from personal experience. The first thing that I'll say, the way that this question is worded, um, whoever sent this question in, is you're kind of already setting yourself up. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I pretty much thought. For a yeah. self-fulfilling pro uh, prophecy. You know, you're saying uh, the hard decision is going to potentially negatively impact my dependence. So immediately the mindset around taking the hard decision, that of course, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You think it's going to negatively affect your dependence. What do you think is going to happen when you take that hard decision or you take that hard road? You are manifesting that before you even make the fucking decision to take the hard road. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that, you know. And I think that, you know, with that being said too, they've neglected that the easy road also may have negative impacts. Well, you know, Caleb, it's funny you say that, man, because… I actually did uh, a full episode of this podcast. The title is uh, Difficult Decisions. It was recorded in um, August 2020, August, 20, uh, August 24th, 2020, Difficult Decisions. And in that podcast, I unpacked uh, a number of different occasions in my life where I was presented with an easy road and a hard road. I was presented with an easy decision and a difficult decision. And through my personal experience, you know, what I've come to learn is that the difficult decision is always the correct decision. You know, the less traveled path is always the path that you should be taking because it's the only way that you can grow and develop as a person. You take the easy path, you take the more comfortable path, you're going to stay within your comfort zone. You're not going to be putting any pressure on yourself to grow and develop in different areas of your life. And you're just going to be spinning your fucking wheels. So the difficult decision, the hard decision, the less traveled road is always the road that you should be traveling down just for your personal development, if nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I agree. I think that sometimes people also, they get the misconception of easy and the hard road. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they think, you know, to be traveling on that hard road has to look so different to the easy road when all you might have to do is just make those tiny, tiny little changes. And then you're actually traveling down that hard road, you know? 100%. Yeah. Um, look, for me personally, you know, 
I haven't had any business situations where, oh, oh, I could say I have, but for me, I think the easy and hard road decisions that I've had to make have had to be with relationships, whether it be with friendships, whether it be with spouses. You know, I think I've been in a few, you know, unfulfilling relation, you know, sorry to the exes out there who may hear this, but <laughs> unfulfilling relationships that I had to either be like, well, I can stay here um, and it's comfortable and easy for me. Or if I want to, you know, become a better person, if, if I want to be who I truly want to be in life, then I have to make that hard decision and I have to move on. So yeah, that would definitely be like, I guess, an example and, and pretty much what you've already said, you've pretty much nailed it to a, to a T. I do. I, I just want to, um, just go back to something you said where you said, you know what, the hard decision doesn't have to be something major. Often it can just be small changes. One of the situations where I see this come up time and time again, um, particularly through my mentoring, is people want to pursue their passion or they want to pursue this business itch that they want to scratch. Or, you know, they, they want to go and they want to go and do something different to what they're currently doing. But they're in a situation where They've got a good job. The job's paying them well. They've got financial responsibilities. They've got, you know, a mortgage. They've got children, whatever the situation may be. They've got dependents, right? This is, this is this question framed perfectly. They've got dependents. And the initial jump is to go, you know what? I want to turn my back on everything I'm currently doing and go all in and take the deep dive in on my passion or this business itch that I have to scratch, Right, so close literally close that door completely in order to open the new door in front of them. Sometimes that that is the best way to proceed. If you're in the situation where you have financial responsibilities, you have people who depend on you, that is never the way to proceed. And you'd never have to do that either. You can pursue a passion in part-time capacity. You can go and scratch a business itch if you're starting from a grassroots level in a part-time capacity, what do you do between, you know, you, you, let's say that you work from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. in the job that, that pays you well, that allows you to uh, afford the lifestyle, that allows you to meet your financial responsibilities, that allows you to care for your dependents. What are you doing between 6 a.m. and 8 a.m.? What are you doing between 6 p.m. and 10 p.m.? You know, what does that time look like? That's where you can go and pursue your passion. That's where you can go and scratch that itch and just start small. You know, you don't have to go completely all in and close, you know, close the door on everything else and close the door on all of your financial responsibilities because that's a really fucking stupid decision to make, you know, just to, just to call it for what it is, especially if you have dependents, you know, like I, I my origin story is, is a great example of this is when I started the massive Joe's business, take the dependence thing aside, right? I didn't, I, I didn't even have fucking dependence and I still did this, right? When I started the massive Joe's business, I was studying at university. I was working at a really well-paying job in engineering at a oil and gas company called Santos. And I do massive Joe's on the side, you know, real grassroots bootstrap shit. So I'd study at university, I'd work at Santos. And then in the 30 minutes of spare I had a day or an hour I had spare a day, I'd go and pack orders, I'd update website, I'd write articles, I'd get back to customers, I'd do that sort of thing. And then that just kind of grew and grew and grew. And I dipped my toe more and more and more into that water where it got to a point where I could say, you know what, I actually don't need that really well-paying job at that oil and gas company. Now I can close that door and I can completely commit to this door in front of me, which was what Massive Joe's had grown into at the time. So, you know, th this, um, 
the the mindset of it has to be this or this it doesn't have to be or it can be and yeah. it can be this absolutely and this. yeah yeah and i think people they neglect those those little changes and those little things you do because you know you set those small little things right and for example you know i want to read a book a month that's going to equal in 12 books in a year you put that out into five years that's 60 books you know what i mean and i just don't think people sometimes grasp that, that those small little things that you do whether that means that i read like for 30 minutes, you know, per week. And you break that down for that would mean what? Like something like five minutes a day, very similar to like that. And then all of a sudden I'm going to achieve that goal that all of a sudden seems so big and scary. And, and now it's done. It's been achieved because I just managed to, you know, just implement and take five minutes out of my day to yeah. do Small something. changes. But yeah, I think, you know, just to go back to the question, the the first thing that I would do is change change your mindset around how the question's being asked. You know, don't automatically manifest that the hard decision is going to be the one that's going to have a negative effect on your dependence. Yeah, I, I even like the word easy. The word easy gets to me sometimes, man. I sometimes think, you know what? Things are simple, but they're never easy. And when you think about that, we are we're always just naturally on that hard road when you put yourself under that mindset. Yeah, so I think we'll just close that off there. We'll get into the next question, man. Yeah. How do you coach and motivate underperforming team members? This is a good, good business question. This actually, even outside of business, this is a good question for anybody who is in a managerial position, for anybody who is responsible for managing people, whether you, know, you run your own business, whether you're head of a team within someone else's business, you know, any situation where you are responsible for the performance of people within your team. Uh, this is, yeah, this, this is really practical and strategic advice that I can give firsthand. The first thing, you know, let's deal with the coaching side first, right? The first thing is if you've got a team member who's underperforming in their particular position, you have to initially ask, do they have the skills, the experience to actually perform at the level you need them to perform? That's yeah. the first question, yeah, absolutely. Right? If the answer to that question is no, the next question then is, are they able to be coached? Are they able to be taught? Are they able to attain the skills and experience required to perform at the level I need them to perform in that position? If the answer to that question is no, then you have to have the conversation about, you know what? you have to take accountability. I hired you. I put you in this position. I thought you had the skills and the experience to be able to perform. It's not working out. I apologize about that. We need to figure out how to move you on from the company because we don't have a position that suits your current skills and experience. But that's, that's on the manager to do that, right? Mm, that's yeah, not, you yeah. hired the fucking yeah, person. Yeah. That's, that's your fault, right? Yep. You have to take responsibility for that. So that's the, that situation. If they, don't currently have the skills or experience to perform at the level you need them to perform, but they are coachable, then it becomes a question of, okay, how am I going to coach them through this? Do I need to spend time on them one-on-one? -on -one? Do they learn through practical application? Do I need to go and find them some courses to go and do? Do I need to find them some texts to go and read? Do they, you know, how does this person learn? How does this person absorb information? How can I get this person the experience to get to that level of performance that I need them to be on? So that, and that depends on the, the person, right? It's very individual. In the situation where, and this is the motivation part of this question, where the team member does have the skills and does have the experience and they're still underperforming, 
the question then becomes, you know what, as their manager, as their leader, I'm doing a pretty piss poor job of motivating them to perform. You then have to, you have to have the open and honest conversation with that team member about what motivates them. Because if you've made an assumption that let's say, for example, you know what, everybody's motivated by money and you're responsible for a sales team and this particular member in your sales team, you've got the bonus structures in place, you know, it's all there, it's all transparent and they're still not performing. Well, guess what? That person's not motivated by money. If they've got the skills and experience, that is not a motivator. So your assumption that everybody who's in a sales role is motivated by money is not a correct assumption. You need to go and have the candid conversation with that person and say, look, what motivates you? Obviously, it's not money because your bonus structure is here and it's not doing fuck all to motivate you to push harder and generate more sales. You know, what's a motivator for you? Is it having more flexible working hours? Do you want to have spend more time with your family? Would that motivate you? You know, how do we get to that? Are you motivated by a cause that's bigger than just financial? You know, am I making you feel part of this bigger cause? Do you even know what the cause of this company is? Right? You, you need to really get very granular and, and dig deep down into what motivates that particular team member who's underperforming because everybody's different. And I've seen it so many times in business where I've been in the situation where I'm like, yeah, you know what? All of my staff are motivated by money. Let me go and set up bonus structures. Let me give bonuses. Let me do this. Let me do that. And for some people, yeah, absolutely motivated the fuck out of them and the performance increased threefold. For other people, they're just like, eh, whatever. You know, I don't give a shit. So, you know, the, the motivation question is understanding that, that different things motivate different people and being able to have the, the humility as a manager to have those candid conversations and figure out what motivates your staff. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I think it's also the ability of having those, yeah, just a difficult conversations. Um, I also think for maybe someone who might be like, I guess, newer into the leadership role as well, mm. are they at first holding themselves accountable and putting themselves in a place where they're performing mm. in order that others, people around them feel to perform as well? You know, maybe they're not performing at their highest, um, tar- you know, at the highest level. Maybe, maybe they're failing themselves and within it could be, you know, others would be failing as well. And, but that could be a motivator as well, Caleb. You know, like if, if, if you're the sort of person who's motivated by your leader putting in the work and, you know, you see this person operating at a high level and you're like, fuck, you know, that's where I want to get. That person's leading through their actions and the actions are not, not there. Then, yeah, that's going to be demotivating for you. Uh, once again, it comes back to what motivates different people. Um, you know, I, I think a big one you, you touched on it as well is that accountability from a managerial perspective. You know, one of the sayings that I hate is that, you know, my team works for me, you know, or from a business owner's perspective, these people work for me. No, motherfucker, you work for your people, right? Yeah. If you're a yeah. business owner, you work for the people who you employ. If you're a manager, you work for the people in your team, right? They're relying on you. So it, it, the, the mindset needs to flip. Yeah, you know, your no, team, 100%. Your people underneath you, you know, in terms of a business structure, they don't work for you. You work for them. I sometimes can't also help but think, but do those people even know that they're underperforming? You know what I mean? Well, you know, yeah. Then you come into like, you know, are your KPIs set up? Are you having regular check-ins? 
yeah, what's what's the transparency like in terms of performance? I mean, you know, it really depends on how well a business is set up. Really, yeah, in well, that hey, hey, that's what we're here for, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. All right, um, last question, man. Dealing with changing plans when faced with obstacles. What a timely question. This one is you and I were just having a chat about this earlier today. Oh yeah, we were. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Listen, there's 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 two ways you can look at this. And it really comes down to defining what sort of obstacle you're coming up against. In the first instance, and and this applies to most obstacles, right? Most obstacles need to be viewed as tests. And the situation is this, right? And this is why it's super timely because this happens at the start every fucking year, Caleb, right? You start the year, have these New Year's resolutions. If you're smart about goal setting, you would have turned those resolutions into SMART goals, goals that you can actually work towards and achieve. You start working towards the goals and then the universe punches you in the face and says, now what you're going to do? I'm there already, mate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Because we spoke about it, right? Yeah. But it's what are we? We're two weeks, almost two weeks into into 2022. This is when it happens. It's the two to three week mark. You can have the best first week and you're super fucking motivated and everything's going your way. And then in week number two, there's an obstacle that smacks you in the face. Or in week number three, there's something that comes up that you didn't plan for. Those sorts of obstacles are designed to test your will. They're designed to test your determination. They're designed to test your resilience. They're designed to test your grit. And they're designed to test, you know what? You said that you wanted to achieve this goal this year. Let's see how hard you actually believe that. Let's see how bad you say you want to achieve that goal. That's, that's how the universe fucking works, right? So those sorts of obstacles that come up that are kind of, you know, pains in the ass, right? You got to deal with them. Perhaps you didn't expect them. Perhaps you weren't prepared to deal with them. They're just inconvenient. Those sorts of obstacles are designed to test you. And you've got to figure out whether you go through the obstacle, whether you go around the obstacle, whether you go over the obstacle, whether you go underneath the obstacle. And understand that that's part of the process of developing the grit, the resilience, the determination, all of these life skills that you need to be able to set bigger and bigger goals and work towards them. That's the first sort of obstacle. And that's what you and I were talking about earlier yep. today, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, where yeah. it's like, you know what? I'm, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna back down from this. I'm gonna use this as a test and I'm gonna, I'm gonna grow through it. I'm gonna get stronger for it. The other sort of obstacle, and these obstacles are far more rare, but they do pop up from time to time, uh, are obstacles that fundamentally change the direction of your plans, right? A great example of this is the pandemic, right? We're living through it at the moment, right? This is an obstacle that, yeah, you know, for some people, depending on the situation, you could fight through it, fight around it, go over it, go under it. For a lot of people, it's like, fuck, this is a fundamental change. This is going to be around for four, five, six, however many years it's going to be around. And the plans that I had pre-pandemic are no longer valid given this significant obstacle and this fundamental change in the fabric of how everything's working at this point in time. I use the pandemic because from the Massive Joe's business perspective, if you go back pre-pandemic, if you go back to 2019, we were very uh, heavily focused on bricks and mortar retail stores, right? We were 
our plan in uh, 2020 was to, you know, we'd, we'd done 10 retail stores. Um, nine of them were here in South Australia. We had one retail store over in Melbourne and Victoria. Our plan in 2020 was to build out a retail store network in Victoria, similar to what we had done in South Australia. So four or five stores a year in 2020, 2021, build out like a 10 store network in, in Victoria. Then the pandemic happens in 2020. Victoria, Melbourne in particular, becomes the most locked down city in the world. That's, a, that's not an obstacle you can fight through, right? So that forced us to fundamentally change the plans that we had pre-obstacle, pre-pandemic, and go, you know what? This obstacle has changed the fabric of how everything is sewn together so much so that we now need to reconsider our plans. And in that situation, you know, I fall back on um, a quote that I use very frequently from uh, a Roman emperor. His name's Marcus Aurelius. Are you familiar? I've heard the name, but yeah. that's about it. One, one of the um, uh, original Stoics. So oh, Stoic okay, philosopher, yeah. but he was also a Roman emperor. And one of his quotes, he says, um, the impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. And it's often quoted as meaning the obstacle is the way. And in the course of the, in the situation where, um, you know, we pull out the pandemic of 2020, 21, 20 fucking who knows how long this shit's going to last, you know, that obstacle becomes the way. So instead of fighting that obstacle, use that obstacle to propel you in direction that you need to go. So what did we do from a bricks and mortar retail store perspective? We went, you know what? That was our plan. This obstacle is now standing in the way. This obstacle is becoming the way. So we need to refocus. We need to pivot. We need to focus on other areas of the business. And in particular, the online side of the business because it's pandemic resistant. It's almost anti-fragile to pandemics. So in that situation where you come up against these really significant obstacles that it's not about testing your will or your resilience or your grit. It's about, you know what? This obstacle is so significant that it now becomes the way. You need to work with the obstacle, not against the obstacle. Yeah, and the the way I, I see that too is is for me personally is it really dives back into like why and, and why you're doing things in the first place. You know what I mean? I find that's a huge driving factor, and 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 so you're able to you know kind of almost it's not like change course or change directions because you're still heading in in the same direction if not further up. But um, yeah, especially when it comes to facing with obstacles, as me. Um, I've had to deal with a few of those just personally in, in, in personal situations. Um, and then I also think going back to what you were talking about earlier when it comes to just dealing with obstacles where you can still control and focusing on, on what you can control in those areas and not looking at what you can't control. Always comes back to your controllables, man. Always. Your actions, your responses, your effort, your attitude. Those four things you can always control. Everything else, no chance. Yeah. Well... Man, that's it that was good that's all four that was awesome we made it first yeah. episode of your four guys um a couple of things before we round out this episode the first one is caleb and i have a uh I actually put this up on my instagram story and we got a bunch of questions so we've got enough questions to get us through the next few episodes but where do we want where do we want questions submitted for this we haven't even discussed this Ooh. Oh, we could definitely do it on the in the comments but we can do an Inst instagram story facebook yeah uh, oh you know what? I'm just going to say DM and then I'll just screenshot them and send them to you. How does that sound? Yeah, let's do it. All right, guys. So if you've got a question that you would like us to answer in the next episode of Your Four, 
uh, hop onto my personal Instagram at Joseph Mensell uh, and just send me a DM. And, uh, and and let me know that it's a question for your four or else I'll probably <laughs> just answer it straight back. Go, this is a question for your four and I'll screenshot that. I'll send it to Caleb and then you'll have a big collection. You can pick the best four for, for the next episode. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Guys, the one thing that we ask always, and you know, we mentioned at the start of this episode that we hit the million download mark in December last year, uh, which is tremendous, particularly because it's entirely organic. You know, we've never run ads to promote the show. You know, we're not collabing with one of these podcast platforms that, you know, does all this fucking advertising, all this bullshit. It's 100% organic. The way that we've grown the show literally from zero subscribers and zero downloads in 2018 <laughs> to over a million in 2021 uh, is through you guys. Is through you guys sharing the show. Uh, you know, there's a couple of ways you can share. One of the ways that, that I love seeing is it, it, when you guys take a screenshot on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to, you know, if it's uh, iTunes, if it's Spotify, if you're watching on the YouTube channel on your phone, take a screen grab of it, post it in your Instagram story, tag me in it at Joseph Mansell, tag Caleb as well. Yeah. What's your Instagram? Uh, at Caleb.Feget. Spell it. Uh, so, well, C A L E C A L C A L E B. Yep. Dot F I E G E R T. Tag Caleb as well. Um, we'll both reshare as many of those as we can. Absolutely. And then if Instagram story is not your thing, I get it. Or if you've got Instagram and you just don't want to post shit in your story or wherever, I get it as well. The best thing you can do is just mention this show when uh, when content comes up. You know, perhaps you're around the table with your friends, your family, having a nice meal, and you're talking about, you know, you just seen the most recent episode, uh, the most recent Spider-Man movie, and it was amazing. And then you start talking about podcasts you know, drop us in there. So the Fitness Times Business Podcast is definitely worth a listen. We appreciate each and every one of you who share the show. Uh, and it is because of your shares that we have been able to grow the show, uh, you know, and, and really reaches reach a million people. Uh, yeah, incredible. It's, it's awesome, <laughs> and, man. And, uh, and provide, uh, you know, provide valuable content. That's really what it's about for us guys is helping you level up in fitness, business, your career, your relationships, and your life. Caleb, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'm excited to uh, to shoot these every couple of weeks with you. I think this is going to be an awesome segment on this podcast. Yeah, me too, man. I can't wait to see some of the questions we get. Guys, you could have been anywhere in the world right now, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Until next time, we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Fitness Times Business Podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you enjoyed this episode and took some value from it, make sure you share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. And if you haven't yet, be sure to leave us a five-star rating. 